What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. Going, guys. Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired podcast. It's good to be with you. If you're new to Dad Tired, if you just stumbled upon this podcast for the first time, welcome. Glad to have you. You can learn more about what we're doing by going to dadtired.com. Uh, we've got all kinds of information on there. But one of the things I'm most excited about is the closed group that we have on Facebook, where we've got thousands of men from around the world who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. Uh, we'd love to have you come be a part of that. You can do that by going to dadtired.com, clicking the community tab. That will link you over to that closed group on Facebook. Uh, it's going to ask you a couple questions before you come in just to hear how you found out about Dad Tired. Um, if you just put that you found out, you heard about it through this podcast, that would be enough. You can just mention that you heard about the group via the podcast. And that will get you in quicker. We've got hundreds of guys trying to get into that group Um each week. And so just to filter it going a little bit quicker, if you just say that you heard about it via podcast, that will help move the process along a little bit faster. Uh, just released a devotional called Stop Behaving. It's for the guys of the Dad Tired community. You can also pick up that devotional. It's a 28-day devotional that you can go through with a couple of your guy friends. Um, it's for men. It's a devotional for men. It talks about how the gospel affects your family. It affects your heart. It affects your work and it affects you as a husband and a dad. So it's just pretty simple, five to 10 minutes a day meant to be done with a couple other guys, but you can go to dadtired.com, click the devotional tab and it will, uh, you can pick up your copy there. Also, if you if you want to uh, get a couple copies for your friends so that you can go with it with a couple other guys, there's like a friends pack on there, and it's I think it's like twenty two percent off uh, if you get go through it with some of your friends. And I did that on purpose because I want you to go through it with your friends. It, it can be done alone, but really, it's best if you go through it with your friends. Some guys that can go through it with you, and you can just process life with some other dudes. Um, speaking of the the online community. Um, it's interesting because we obviously I started Dad Tired a couple years ago, and I've I, I remember when there was about seventy guys in that group, and now we have a few thousand men in that group. And uh, it, it, it's interesting to see like the themes and the waves that kind of come through uh, in the group. There every day there are multiple posts of guys like sharing prayer requests or tips or like uh, asking for advice or giving advice or f- sharing cool resources they found, all kinds of stuff like that. But one thing that I've, I've found interesting, both in like my normal life, but also in this Facebook group is there seems to be these waves uh, when when guys are going through like tough marital stuff, um, e- either like deep friction or just junk with, within their marriage. Um, maybe there's like addiction, maybe there's, um, affairs. Um, and then there's other stuff, just like really heartbreaking stuff, like kids are getting sick or there's lots of, lots of miscarriages happening. And I, I don't want to over spiritualize it. If you've been listening to the podcast a while, you, I, I think you guys know my personality well, but I, I don't want to over spiritualize things. I think that's dangerous when we, um, how do you, how do I say it? I, I, when we like What's the best way to say? It? I grew up. I grew up in a church where where everything was over spiritualized, and sometimes I feel like, man, listen, we just need, we need to um, be faithful to God's word and what does God's word say, and and act in obedience. Um, but we don't need to like. 
I don't know. We don't need to pray about what cereal we need to, you know, eat that day or um, drive around the block and ask God which way to guide you. I don't, maybe do. I don't want to, <laughs> this, uh, I went on a tangent there that I didn't mean to go on, but the, I think that God cares about the details because he's big enough to care about the details and the big picture. But I know that God is most concerned with his glory and our good. And so when we're thinking through like uh, our life and decisions and the world around us, we think through what makes most sense for God's glory. And then secondly, uh, that will have to do with what's best for us and our character and us growing towards falling more in love with Jesus and finding out who he is and what he's doing in the world. And so uh, I'm just convinced that God cares about his grand story, his big story of redemption redemption where he's bringing everything back to the way it was designed to be. And uh, I think that's what he's most concerned about, as we see in scripture. And so I don't know if he cares about what kind of cereal you eat in the morning, um, uh, you know, or really even like what town you live in or where you go to work. Of course, God is involved in the details and we should seek him in all things and ask for his wisdom in all things. But ultimately, God is concerned, most concerned with his glory and with his His story and what he's doing around the world. So all that to say, um, I don't want to over-spiritualize things, but I also don't want to underestimate the power of the spiritual world that we live in. Scriptures are clear that this the battle that we face is not against flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities of this world. Like there's a spiritual world happening around us, and it's very real. And for us in the West, like we get kind of numb to that. And uh, depending on where you've kind of grown up in church, that can seem like really freaky and like, oh, geez, uh, let's not go there or even talk about that. But you know what's interesting is if you go to another, like a third world country, and you talk about like supernatural things, it's just so part of their norm. Um, you talk to believers in Africa, some of these villages in Africa, or I've been to Nicaragua or Haiti, um, some of these places I've been where I've, I've kind of mixed it up with other Christians. And the way that they talk about supernatural things is like, oh yeah, dude just got like, he was demon possessed and then we prayed over him or person was sick or blind and we prayed over them. And like the, the supernatural, they're, they're much more in tune with the spirit spiritual world than we are in like the West. And so I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but what I'm trying to say is I don't want to over-spiritualize everything where we make things a big deal that maybe God doesn't even like want us to be thinking about. But I also don't want us to forget that we live in a, uh, a world, um, we live in a physical world, but also there's a spiritual battle happening all around us. And the enemy is set out to destroy your marriages, your family, your character, and what God's trying to do in you and around you. And so <laughs> all that to say, there's a lot of crap going on. And um, in the in the closed group, I just see guys that are really struggling with addictions uh, to to drugs or alcohol or work or um, pornography or like whatever it is. There's guys like really struggling. There's guys in there who are going through a divorce. There are guys in there who are contemplating um, getting divorced and walking away from their families because things are getting really hard. There are guys in there who are dealing with really tough um, family members being sick and bad news about cancer and miscarriages. And there's just, there seems to be this like wave or this season of crap going on. And uh, so I guess what I'm saying to you is this. Um, number one, I have been there. Uh, 
many times. I think for those of you that have listened to the Dad Tired podcast long enough, I've, I've been really open about the crap that I've gone through and my family has gone through and uh, how I've failed my family and my wife as a leader and as a spiritual leader. And uh, I just don't want to underestimate the fact that there's an enemy that's really trying to destroy your marriage. And so, um, dude, if that, like, if you're in a season right now, if you're in a spot in your life and maybe you just stumbled upon this podcast and you're listening and you didn't even really know, like, why you searched for a Christian dad or man podcast and somehow you're listening to this, or maybe you've been a a longtime listener, but you are going through a, a season in your marriage where you are like bitter towards your wife or you feel far from your wife. Um, or maybe you guys are just going through a lot of hard stuff. I, I guess my point in all of this is that you have two choices. Number one, to run and to leave and to give up. Um, and you can do that. Like nobody's stopping you from doing that. Uh, and we we live in a society that's like really easy to quit. And most likely you come from a a family situation and you've been surrounded by either friends or family who have called it quits. And so it kind of looks appealing to you to look around and to see other people who have called it quits and are now doing their own thing. And your independence is probably driving you pretty heavily right now. And you're thinking about and probably even lusting towards and fantasizing towards the idea of being alone and being independent and getting to do your own thing and make your own decision and live by your own set of rules. And man, I would just tell you and I would remind you of the words of Paul to run the race to win, that you would keep the faith, that you would run the race, that you would finish the race and win the prize that you would fight, that you would continue to lay down your own life, that you would actually find it. If you would lay down your own life, if today you decide instead of pursuing your own selfishness and independence and all your own desires, if you would make a conscious decision to say, Jesus gave up his life for me and I will give up my life for my wife and kids. Regardless of all the crap that's happening and going on, I will choose to die to myself believing that that's where you will find life. And I'm not saying things are going to get better. Like if you're, if you're going through, uh, especially if you've got gone through like miscarriages or family sickness and stuff like that, like to choose to die to yourself is not a magic pill that all of a sudden every life is going to get easier. Um, I just don't see that anywhere in scriptures. And that's a false gospel to say that if we choose God and have faith in God, that life gets easier and that things will go well and God will quote unquote bless us. Listen, the blessing is that God didn't bail on you. That's the blessing. The blessing is that instead of God saying you're his, you're a, a forever enemy of his, instead he said, you're my son forever, no matter what, because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean things are going to get better. You're going to get a raise at work or you get a better house or whatever. The blessing is that God didn't bail, that he saved you, that he's pursuing you. The very fact that you're listening to this podcast is proof that God is pursuing your heart. He has not given up on you. He's relentlessly chasing you down. And that is a blessing. If you are desperate, if you are meek, if you are weak, if you are thirsty, if you are hungry, if you are feeling at the end of your rope, you are in a place of blessing. God is trying to pursue you and show up in your life in ways that you probably haven't felt or noticed before, and you're actually blessed. And so, dude, do not bail. God did not bail on you. God did not give up on you and your crap when things were rough with you. While you were still yet sinning, 
Christ died for you. And that would be my encouragement to you while there's still junk around you, while there's still the brokenness of life, whether that be sickness or adultery or questions of divorce or disobedient kids or bitterness in your marriage, in the midst of all that, would you continue to press in because God continued to press in towards you? And dude, your kids are worth fighting for and your marriage is worth fighting for. Like, the world would look at your marriage. You you could find friends that would look at your marriage and your situation and say, dude, yeah, you should probably give up. Like that sucks. What life is short. You only get a few years on earth, like live it up or make sure you're happy. You have to do whatever's right for you and make sure you're happy. Listen, that's a garbage. That's garbage when it comes to the gospel. We are not in this for happiness. We are in this because we are pointing our, our marriage and our, the way that we lead our families and press into pursuing our families, the, the hearts of our kids and our wife, is so that we can shout to the world of a bigger love story. That they would see us in the midst of the crap, that they would see us in the midst of hurting and pain and brokenness, and yet we would remain faithful and steadfast towards our family and wife so that when people look at us, we can point to a God who's been faithful and steadfast towards us. That's why you chose marriage. That's why God invented marriage, that your little family, that your little marriage would point to a God that's way bigger, that would point to a marriage uh, that's way bigger. And the marriage is that God uh, chose us as his bride and he was faithful towards us even when things were hard. And when we were unfaithful towards him, he remained faithful to us. And that's the whole point of marriage. And so, dude, I've been there. I've been in your exact same spot. If you're feeling like giving up, if you're feeling like calling it quits or throwing in the towel, and and fantasizing about your independence and all the things you could do as a single man or if all of this uh, responsibility went away. Let me just tell you, dude, as, as much as I needed somebody to tell me, do not give up. Your kids and your marriage are worth fighting for because it's pointing to a love story much bigger than your own and you're gonna sit on your deathbed one day and you're gonna realize the legacy is bigger than you. The story is bigger than you. It's bigger than you, man. And you can go do your own thing and you can like uh, pursue your own desires and kind of lean into your independence and your selfishness and you will die unhappy without peace and full of regret. But you can continue to die to yourself every day, lay down your life for the sake of your kids and your wife. And you will die knowing that you finished the race, that you ran through the finish line. As much as crap try to hit you, as much as the enemy try to bring you take you down, you realize and you recognize that there's a God that did not stop pursuing you and you will not stop pursuing the hearts of your little kids and your wife. You are going to chase them down in the same way that God has chased you down. That's why we're in this, man. Don't give up. I don't care what you're going through right now, man. Do not give up. Press in. Lean in. Um, I just got back from camping. Um, literally 10 minutes ago. Well, I guess 15 minutes and 24 seconds ago is when I hit the record button. I drove a couple hours from our campsite, pulled into the driveway, walked in the door, uh, used the bathroom and I hit record (laughs) and I'm filthy. I'm covered in dirt and uh, I need to take a shower. But here's the thing, dude. Um, as I was out there and I had no cell phone reception and no internet for the last three days and I'm like hiking and I'm jumping through boulders and I'm on boats and I'm fishing and I'm kayaking and I'm having like a super good time just being outdoors. Um, 
I was reminded that we as men are like wired for adventure. And I recognize that all of you don't, that not every guy is the same and like wants to be out fishing and uh, kayaking, whatever. That's not what I mean. Although I know a lot of you that resonates deeply, deeply with you, like just being outside and being outdoors. But what I mean is we're, we're wired for adventure. We're wired to be like, uh, to, to be hunters and like ad- explorers. And that doesn't mean just being outside. That means in like any sense of the word. And what I honestly think is there's a lot of us who are bored. Like we're just bored. Like you, you, you got married and you had kids and you're working your 40 to 60 hour a week job, 80 hour a week job, whatever you're doing. And dude, you're just bored and you're, you're finding yourself in sin or you're finding yourself, your, your mind's going to places that you don't want it to go. And you're, maybe you're in habits or just even thought habits that you don't want to be in. And I'm just like, I'm convinced that you're probably just bored. And dude, you need to like search for adventure. And I'm not saying be dumb and go like find a, get a new video game system and like bail out from your family. I'm saying, how can you lead your family into adventure, into something that's exciting? Like, dude, when's the last time you've been scared? Like, when's the last time you were, had a little bit of fear? And I'm not talking about like fear from sin or fear from getting caught or something like that. I'm talking about like good godly fear. All throughout the scriptures, God is telling guys to do crazy things. And then he follows up with, do not fear for I am with you. Abraham, Abraham, leave where you're living. Go to a place where I will show you. Dude doesn't even know where he's going. God just says, go and I'll show you where you're going. And do not fear because I am with you. I mean, just like pick up your family, start walking somewhere where you have no idea where you're going or what God's going to do, but also, hey, don't fear. Why? Because God is with you. He's not going to leave you. Peter, on walking on the water, trusts God, has faith in God, is, is doing something beyond his capacity, and then he starts to sink. And Jesus says, why are you afraid? Why did you start to doubt? Why do you have such little faith? God, Jesus does this all the time with his disciples. They're in a storm. He's walking on water. He's doing like crazy stuff. And he always says like, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Now, listen, the situation was scary. Like any of us would be afraid. The reason Jesus said not to fear is why? Because he is with them. When's the last time you've just been afraid, dude? Like you stepped out in faith. You gave more money. You tithed more. Some dude in dad tire just reached out. He sent me a message like, hey, I know this is weird, but can I call you? Uh, would you call me? I just need to tell you something. And he just felt like God was telling him, I want you to give like a ridiculous amount of money. And the dude was like, I don't have that much money. Like he's not some super spiritual dude. He's like a normal dude, works a normal job. and just felt like God was putting on this heart. Like, I want you to give a lot of money away. And he was like, I don't know how we're going to pay the bills or, or get groceries on the table. And he just felt this sense in his gut, like God was prompting him to give. And so he just started giving money away. That's scary. When's the last, like maybe your kids are getting old, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 and older. Maybe, dude, skip the vacation and take them somewhere crazy. 
go to go to Africa. If you need places like you need ministries to figure out where you can go, I'll, I'll point you towards ministries. Shoot me an email. I'll, I'll show. I'll tell you ministries that are awesome that you can go serve and just see how God's working in another country. Like get a little bit afraid. Get afraid because you don't know where the money's going to come from. Get afraid because you don't. It's going to be a culture where you're you're not comfortable with. You're going to see things and hear things and experience things that are out of your normal comfort level. And it's going to be awesome. When's the last time like you were just afraid, like you'd started to seriously pray like, God, how could you use us as a family? Like, I'm just bored. I'm bored working 40 hours a week and coming home and watching a football game or playing a freaking video game and just doing normal life. Like we are meant for, we are wired for adventure. And when's the last time you just prayed like, God, would you lead me towards something that just doesn't make sense for your, for my, for like, it just doesn't make sense for my normal reality, but makes total sense for your kingdom. God, lead me towards something that gets me a little bit afraid. I, I dare you to pray that prayer, man. I, I challenge you to pray a prayer that says, God, would you lead me towards something that scares me so that I have to rely on you? Your spirit as a man, your your heart as a man longs for adventure. It longs to be like a little bit scared for there to be a challenge. As I was like jumping these rocks and we 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 kayaked and boated across this lake. Then we found this little waterfall and then we got out and we were jumping these boulders up the waterfall, up the creek, trying to find new things. And every time it turned, my heart was just like, I didn't want to stop. I was addicted to keep going because I just want to see what's around the next bend. What's around the next bend? Is there going to be some, someone just said there was a black bear there the day earlier. And is there a waterfall? Like, what am I going to find around the the bend? And it was like reminding me, my, my heart, my spirit is like longing for adventure, for something new for something exciting a little bit of fear and that's like god given that's good stuff and i'm again not saying be don't be stupid don't be don't make stupid decisions but be courageous pray a prayer and and be courageous say god lead me into something that would cause me to pray like i've never prayed before God, if you want to move our family, if you want to me to give more money, if you want me to step into something that I, I'm afraid to step into, like what I don't know what it is. I'm I'm even hesitant to give you examples because I don't want to like put it in a box. But just would we all pray as men, God, I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be in a situation where my gut tells me I should be afraid. And I want to be reminded that I should not be afraid because you're with me. Whatever you call me to, you will will not leave me. That's the kind of prayers we should be praying as men, not what kind of freaking cereal we're eating in the morning. <laughs> you know, not not whether we want to take this vacation or that vacation. Like I don't I don't know, man. I'm guilty of all that stuff too, dude. I love comfort. I'm addicted to comfort, if I'm honest with you guys. I'm addicted to comfort. I love comfort. I love gadgets. I love vacations. I love uh, I love being comfortable, man. Uh, but I want to be afraid. I want to step into an adventure where like, I don't want to be afraid of sin or dumb stuff. I want to be, I want to, I want God to like call me into something exciting where it gets my heart racing and it, 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 it forces me to pray in ways that I haven't prayed in a while. If you didn't listen a couple of weeks ago, I, I had a podcast called Dead Trees and I talked about this where some, we don't pray because we're not in a situation of desperation. We don't pray because we think that we've got everything under control. I want to be in a situation where I'm not in control. 
and honestly, I've been there. I know I'm rambling a little bit. Hang with me. I'm, I'm almost done. But I've been in situations, we've been in situations as a family where I didn't know where my, my next paycheck was going to come from. I didn't know where God was calling us. I didn't know what job I should take or what city I should move to or what the next season of life and ministry looked like. And it was so scary and stressful. But honestly, it was the sweetest times that we've ever had as a family when it comes to loving the Lord and falling in love with Jesus because we were praying in ways that we weren't praying before. We were desperate for Jesus in ways that we weren't desperate before. And there's something sweet about that. I talk about this all the time. Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who have like a desperation to see God move. Would we stop being men who are bored and finding stupid stuff to fill it with adventure? It's not adventurous to try to climb a corporate ladder. It's not adventurous to look at porn. It's not adventurous to have an affair. I mean, yes, it is, but it's dumb. It's stupid adventure. It has no, it has no significance for the kingdom. But what better things can we do than to lead our family into adventure, into f- seasons where we have to have great faith, to take leaps, to live radically for the sake of the gospel, And to know that God has not bailed on us, that God would not leave us. That's my prayer for you, man. Don't give up. There's better stuff fighting for. There's a a bigger story happening around you. Don't give up. There's a legacy that's bigger than you and your family name. You're part of a new family, the kingdom of God. The family of God. You've been adopted into this great priesthood. And God wants to use you not to give up or to seek your independence or your selfishness, but God wants to use you to lead your family towards kingdom adventures, gospel adventures, things that make you have great faith, that force you to have great faith, that make your heart a little bit scared. Would you and I pray that God would give us the strength to run the race, to finish the race well? to keep the faith. Would you and I pray that God would give us the strength to run through and that he would also give us the courage to pray things like, God, would you put me in a situation where I'm scared to death, but that I rely on you and my only hope is for you to come through. The greatest leaders, the greatest spiritual leaders is not the guys that like are quoting the best theology who've got their Bible memorized and can quote all the scriptures. The the greatest leaders are the ones humble enough to say, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm scared to death, but I'm not going to waver in my faith in Christ. Would that be the kind of men that we are? I love you guys. Hope you have a good week this week. Uh, If this podcast is helpful for you, leave a review so we can get more guys uh, with us, more guys that are saying, I'm sick of being bored. I'm sick of chasing dumb things. I want to live a life that makes sense for the kingdom, not for my selfishness. I love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.